Hi everyone, this is Katie. In case you missed last week's episode, I want to let you know that this is a part two and the first part of this episode aired last week. So if you haven't heard that yet, go ahead, go listen to that first. Then this conversation will make a little bit more sense to you. We talked about sex. Jose and Ashley and I had the chance to just freely ask each other questions about what it was for us to experience sex as young adults, as high schoolers, and even now into our 30s and what that transition throughout our life has looked like. We've also had the opportunity to kind of like ask each other questions being different genders and our experiences with with that. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a man. I certainly don't know what it's like to be a gay man. Well, Jose gives me a lot of information and I think that Ashley and I provide him with a lot of information. So please go ahead and listen to that. We talked about what is and is not taught about sex, especially queer sex in the heteronormative world that we all live in. And we talked about how because of that, we have to learn about sex from our first few partners, which may or may not be healthy depending on the experiences that we've each had. We've talked about how every person has a different experience and no one no one shape fits us all. And that's kind of what's great about uh, exploring yourself and and your sexual growth, really. So go ahead and listen to that before you jump into this episode. As always, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email us at outtoadult at gmail.com. And if you have an idea for an episode topic, do not hesitate to reach out to me. We've done a couple of episodes based specifically on listeners' comments, um, and I think I need to do a better job of letting you know when that is happening. But please, I want to hear from you. Let me know what you want to hear. We're here to serve you and to give you information that will help you in your own life. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy part two, and we will get into it right after the intro music. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shout Grinder, Scruff, any of those platforms mm-hmm. are very much, I guess there are people in those platforms that carry the narrative of that if you're in this space, you're here to hook up. So you're yeah. constantly having to comb through those people that maybe want more and think also then combating the narrative of like why are you here if you're not wanting sex mm-hmm. right so i think if whoever's driving the, that narrative i think has the power of like how we approach it because mm-hmm. i mean i remember when it, i was when i was moving around for work i would use grinder as a way to actually build connections but again like mm-hmm. not knowing that i can actually have healthy relationships with men that don't involve sex i would constantly just have sex with the people that i would meet or become friends with because i didn't know any better i think it hasn't mm-hmm. been until living here in Sacramento in a couple of years now that I can say that I've actually had gay friends yeah. that I've not had sex with. Like, you, I mean, I, I might toy around with them and be like, I'm interested or like just kind of kidding. That's cute. Yeah. But like, um, but I, but I've, we've never crossed that line. Yeah. No, I think that's good. Like drunk flirt with your friends, everyone. It's nice to receive a compliment sometimes. Right. Also you being here, like you're in charge of kickball, you have gay volleyball, like you have queer social events that are not around sex. So they're they're going to these events not yeah. being a grinder date, right? Like yeah. they're going there with also the goal to make friends. Yeah, for now, sure. Do grinder or scruff have filters for like what are you looking for? Like hookup relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could uh, be explicit about what you're looking for. Okay, but even then, like there's it's it's funny because like there's a lot of people on there they're like i'm just looking for friends but they're like shirtless like showing the body <laughs> yeah yep. sending their dick pics or asshole pics i'm like this is not how you make f- <laughs> but again but I, but I guess but again maybe in our community oh it is how you make friends yeah like or um there are folks that i've that i've when i have been on there they're like oh let me see your dick or let me see your asshole i'm like i'm not here for that they're yeah. like oh well then i don't want to talk to you i'm like okay great like, i don't yeah. like, that's fine like that's your choice um, but I think it's just, I think it's so, we're so conditioned to just mm-hmm. normally ask those questions or lead with that, mm-hmm. that at times we, I mean, not we, but like, I think we can, I think we, um, but we it's true. Or don't like, know how yeah. to, we don't know then how to mm-hmm. react when someone's like, no, I'm actually here to build connections. Like I actually yeah. want to know more about you. They're yeah. like, I don't know what to Why? say. Why? Why me? What do you mean? Yeah. Now I have to be funny. What? lesbians will will get that question as well like on the dating apps why are you here 
I always thought it was a bit forward to just get that question right up front. I'm like, I don't even know if I like you enough to like casually text you. Let's not ask me my relationship status just now. Like just for right now, just know that I'm here to meet people, right? Yeah. But I would notice the other extreme, like some people are there to meet their wife. Period. So I'm sure like, it's not. I mean, that's like, that could scare you too. Like, right? Because that's too far the other way. I'm like, mm. okay, I'm here for like just to see if I like you, and maybe we'll go camping once or twice, yeah. right? Like, and, and then we'll go from there. I'm not Ooh, camping, planning my life right now. Yeah. Um, but it's, I I think that's a rough transition for us to learn how to navigate the apps. Yeah, or unlearn. Or unlearn. Yep, you're right. You're right. Because. I do think each app has a reputation in each community as to what they're good for. Like, right. Like right now we could say Tinder is for the straight couple and the girls on there looking for a lesbian to take home to her man. Mm. No, like we don't, we don't need that. Right. And so we, we can get unwanted attention as well. I think not as often with the dick pics because like women don't just send dick pics, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know where that became acceptable to men in general yeah a lot of men do that too yeah a lot of i mean they're they're very um they're very proud and they just like Mm -hmm. i mean i've seen so many stories on buzzfeed of like women that like that get berated by men and their nakedness and yeah i think one of my favorite stories was like a girl who actually found the guy's mom (laughs) forwarded the picture and be like this is what your son sent me that is awesome (laughs) um (laughs) yes go i'm very curious i think there's i mean i don't know if there as many myths about gay sex as there is about lesbian sex okay what are some myths well i mean i think one of the things that i would be like i think scissoring is always like the <laughs> not a thing. the one that <laughs> that i think i not being lesbian mm-hmm. is always the one that i think it's more in our zeitgeist because of south park like okay scissor me timber like the when yeah. mrs garrison was a lesbian so scissoring was basically made for porn for men ah but I mean, so but let's let's say what scissoring is and isn't though, because I think that there's right because I think especially like a lot of younger lesbians are like, oh yeah, I like scissoring, and what they're talking about isn't scissoring. It's like dry humping. Yeah, it's <laughs> like oh, that's not scissoring. Okay. So scissoring is like full on. How are we gonna uh, With your le- vagina on vagina? Usually, like the lower part of the body, like up off the bed, like. For the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There, so there is a real form of, of, of zizzerings type, but it's just yes. like dry humping. Yeah. That's not scissoring. But oh. like, I think like a lot of younger lesbians are that weren't around when that type of porn was prevalent mm-hmm. are like, oh, this is scissoring because like your legs are that. overlapping. Mm. <laughs> but I think it's one of the terms that's just kind of like a remnant from an older generation that maybe the younger generation doesn't fully understand like what is it actually supposed to mean? I hate it. I think it's so weird. I'm like this. Have you actually ever tried it? Whole that's yes. A yes. <laughs> not yes. With, really? Not with you. Yes, it is. No, no. Because that's how I know better. that I don't she like it. Better. No. And like, I was talking to someone, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, and she told me her favorite thing <laughs> was scissoring. <laughs> no, one's, no one's favorite position is scissoring. Well, Except right, for hers. So, right. And like, there are lesbians who like it. And her reasoning was so that we could be the closest we could be and like mm. really because you're facing over there yeah. like i don't yeah but yeah as soon as she said that i was like this will never work because i i don't like that and yeah. like it didn't work for a whole other lot of reasons yeah but that was very interesting to me i never heard anyone say that scissoring is their favorite <laughs> thing like nor have i even really heard that many people say they really enjoy it yeah but some people do and like go for it if that's what you like go for it i mean i, I think i might have heard of i mean because i'm in quiz i'm very curious so i've, I've had conversations with other lesbians and mm-hmm. I've, I've asked the question i'm like about scissoring yeah but i think that's i think but that's such a i think again that's such a go-to mm-hmm. from someone who doesn't know that i think is just like a myth right well for us like some myths about like penis having people would be blue balls. And then also that all men go, they don't last, right? Like that's always what you hear in movies and TV shows. Oh, okay. We're making fun of like guys only last 30 seconds. Got it. 
Um, I mean, I think that's true and also false. Um, mm -hmm. I think it just depends. I think especially during my college years where I became someone that curious guys explored with. Oh, um, that's exciting. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's, 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 it was a job uh -huh. and someone had to do it. Yep, yep. Um, I think that for, for them, especially being like their first times mm -hmm. doing it, that they would not last long. Yeah. But again, because it was like, you know, because it felt good. That makes sense though. That know? that makes sense even for women too. Is like right at the beginning. It's like it just feels good, and you're like, yeah, just keep going. It but feels I, great. <laughs> and, and I think I think also the issue at hand, it's either a detriment or a or a positive. Is that I think especially during these times of COVID, that I mean, most maybe some people are watching a lot of porn. Yes. <laughs> so either a they create unhealthy ideas of what mm -hmm. sex is. They also then don't know how to last or don't know how to get it hard because all their mind is needing is porn yeah. to help them do that. And I think I've, I've, I've come across that from mm -hmm. a couple of interactions that I've had where they're like, I need to have porn or um, they can't get it hard. Yeah. Or, um, so I think it's that's it's 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 like a double edged sword. I can see that you get desensitized. Yeah, you very much do. Or or if if the if the sex that you're having in the moment is not what you visualize because of what you've been seeing, mm -hmm. then then you can't enjoy it because you're like it should be this way because I saw it. Yeah. On on TV or oh, I saw it on, on the so, porn. That you know? seems so dangerous. It it can be. Yeah. Um. I. It's something that I'm mindful of of like not watching porn as much mm -hmm. um and instead like kind of like exploring other things that i'm like that i'm into yeah so um that way then it doesn't i don't become like desynthesized too yeah i wise especially if that's a possible side effect that seems yeah. terrible yeah is there other um, i mean have you i don't like i said i don't know if there's many gay sex myths i know there's probably more of a lesbian i, I wonder like, um, i wonder if you like even when you're coming up yeah. Like if you were like, oh, I, I heard this as lesbian sex and like, I want oh, like, even that's a, no, yeah, that's a good, that's because y'all use like more tools. Like you, you have more resources. Accoutrements. You have used more. Yeah. I think there's more things that you're, mm -hmm. that you're able to do. So, I mean, I mean, gay guys can too. I guess they're, that's why they're sex toys for both. But I, I don't, yeah. I don't see it as often as like being welcome unless you're like, really? Well, I mean, there's, okay. I mean, it just depends on the person, honestly. Yeah. There's certain folks that are like, I'm down or. Um, if you're both bottoms and you really enjoy yourselves, then mm -hmm. of course you'll incorporate certain tools and techniques yeah. to have you both be satisfied. But I wonder, I mean, I is taking turns out of the question for it guys. It depends if you can. I, I, again, it's, it's part of the relearning or unlearning is that I have been so conditioned to be one or the other mm -hmm. that I can't flip flop unless like I take like a Viagra or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Women don't have that problem really no so some do like some women can only come one time and then they're done however they can still mess around they just won't come again no. right it's not going to hurt them i feel like it's much less a thing maybe i don't actually know i feel like it might be much less a thing now that there's so much more education about what it is to trans but i know when i was a lot younger there were a lot of lesbian women that did not want to be touched they might not even want to be naked so like taking mm -hmm. turns wasn't even on the table it was mm -hmm. that they were going to top and then that was it you were not going to touch them and i don't know if that's because like even a decade ago there was so much less education about what it was to be trans that maybe they were experiencing gender dysphoria and just mm -hmm. like didn't have the vocabulary for it yet yeah. or if maybe that's still a thing and there are some like women that identify as women that don't want to be touched. But there is that out there in the lesbian community. Yeah, definitely. I also know some women that even if they've just had sex with someone, they want to hurry up and get dressed right away. Mm. Like they can't handle being naked. And it's like body image issues that I entirely too many women have because of society and the way we were we were raised really but that's sad because it's like that's your partner you've been with her for how long and you still are uncomfortable being shirtless around her like that yeah. that's kind of sad in a way and that that's up to each person to to work through if they want to yeah there is one i think myth about lesbian sex or um like about the lesbian community out there that i feel like we'd give a psa about. let's do it 
Um, which is, I feel like a huge, huge misconception, which even I have bought into for my entire life is that there is no such thing as like lesbian safe sex and that there's no point for it. Yeah. So like most, I'm not even going to say most, the majority of the people I know that are lesbians do not practice safe sex because it's inconvenient and less comfortable and the prevailing thought is well we don't need to there's not that many diseases well hang on back up i didn't even know it was a thing i did not know it was a thing until like three years ago when our friend jordan gave us a sex talk on christmas night (laughs) and thank you but like dental dams uh have you heard the term? Yeah, I'm familiar. I, I'm a sex educator. Okay, great. So you know. Uh, and so, also, I eat ass. Oh, the, okay. That sometimes makes sense you, yeah, for the you, guys. Yeah, sometimes you have that as an option. Okay. Not that I, I mean, I, I'm guilty of one of those people that doesn't practice the most safe sex. So I, I've only used probably dental dams once. Okay, never have. I thought that dental dams was just like a joke that they used on L word sometimes, right? Mm. I didn't know that people actually used them. And so dental dams, folks, is like a thin piece of plastic or rubber that you put between the genitals and your hand or your mouth or whatever to avoid bodily fluid exchange. Yeah. Didn't know people actually used them. And so there are young queer people out there right now. Or even old. Or old. Yep. Or old. Or old age. Um. Lesbian safe sex was a big thing in the 90s and then it immediately fell off. (laughs) But like this was practiced and like is still a thing for people that are looking out there for it. And also lesbians, young lesbians, old lesbians, anyone that needs to hear this that is sleeping with multiple people. There are diseases that you can get. Like it it might be less convenient, but like maybe look in lesbian sex ed. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your local sex shop probably has a class. Oh. I wonder if G-Spot does. At least in West Hollywood they do. Um, (laughs) Well, West Hollywood has everything. (laughs) I wonder. Pleasure Chest usually offers like a a lesbian. Let's ask them. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a good resource to share. Or why not cultivate it? Right. G-Spot, we need you. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe we might need to volunteer ourselves. I'll volunteer as tribute. I don't know that I should be leading a class. Oh, that's true. That's true. I need to stop volunteering my time for things. But even um, she was saying that like, like right now I have a cut on my thumb. I should be wearing a glove if I'm going to be having sex. That had literally never dawned on me before my friend Jordan gave us this sex talk. And every lesbian in the room was like, what? We just thought we were in the clear. We can't get pregnant. We're fine. And even not just if you have a visible cut, your cuticles have openings in them. Yeah. So like if you're having sex with your hands with someone you don't know, you are taking a risk. Like even if the risk is less than other genders having sex with other genders, you are still a risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we just have the idea that we are the least risky so we get a free pass. But But it's not true, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is, I mean, that's interesting. I think- at least in the in the gay or I mean in the queer community now that we at least or gay men I, I mean I think most fo- other folks can take it but I think prep has been such a mm-hmm. change has been such a change agent and the way that I think most people have sex now. So explain to I, us what that is because um, I've heard prep the term. is uh, I I forget the actual terminology but it's capital P lowercase R and then capital E P um, and it's basically a drug. Um, that you take daily that helps you prevent getting HIV AIDS. Okay. Um, it's like 96% so it's nine, like it's a high 90% mm-hmm. that it's effective. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent would be like, I mean, even condoms are like 99, right. whatever. So like the best practice, if you're wanting to practice healthy or safe sex is that you would be on prep and on condoms. Mm-hmm. But even then, like I think, prep has been such a change agent within the community that i think most folks i think that i've seen that or even i've engaged in because i'm guilty of this too is that condoms are kind of like a non-given and i think mm-hmm. i've only seen condoms it, when there's like when there's guys that are in open relationships that don't want to contract anything yeah you know because then they're taking it back to the partner right so i think that's when i've seen safer sex is okay. when people are practicing open relationships or other kinds of things mm-hmm. but even then like 
I think for me, how prep has helped me is that I, I, I'm able to have the conversations, even though you can honestly, you take people's words for, for what they are when they give them to you. Mm-hmm. I still ask the questions. Yeah. I'm like, when's the last time you got tested? Yeah. Are you on prep? Like I ask those questions. I mean, now I'm like, have you been tested for COVID? You know, like, I haven't done it. I haven't done <laughs> right. it lately. But even then, like I still have those conversations. You ask, I ask those questions mm-hmm. because I want to be mindful. Yeah. And you know, and I share mine. I was like, this is the last time I got tested. These were my results. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it's allowed me to be more upfront, and I think it's also then given me the courage to ask because when I was younger, I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't ask yeah. those questions like have you gotten an STI? Was like, you know, those kinds of things. Cause right. I, and then I would be then guilty of getting stuff because I wouldn't ask the questions where I wouldn't be practicing yeah. safe sex. I think it's also much more socially acceptable to just call that out. When like, who's the last sexual partner you've had? How many recently have you ever had an STD? When's the last test? Right? Like, and these are oh. questions. I know that straight couples will ask that. Um, I do know a lot of queer individuals who have that. Some, I've met people who have their test results in their wallet so they can pull it out and be like, here's the proof. This was last month. Now, those people have tended to be um, poly, definitely in multiple relationships ongoing. And so they get tested more frequently. And that's that's a very important conversation for them because they're not just with the one partner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, prep has been has been definitely a tool that has prevented me from having a healthier i mean from being healthy Mm -hmm. um because i mean again as someone that constantly led with sex as their way of like building connections i caught my i I constantly would catch myself at the doctor's office with like a positive test for one or the uh, for an sti test but i I think the biggest i always had the fear of testing positive for hiv Mm -hmm. and and i think prep kind of helps helps kind of maybe create less anxiety around it at the same time it's still not 100 it seems like a false sense of security potentially like you can still drown with a life jacket on oh shit i'm never gonna that okay i'm never going swimming with a life jacket i'm never oh going swimming ever again especially at <laughs> the river that don't go into doing. our river don't it's i did dangerous. it last year and like yeah never doing it again because of what you said oh thanks um Listen. yeah i think i mean i think that's i think that's a valid point um it, and again, it's it's my it's the choice that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know that if I wouldn't been on prep, even when in my past history, um, that I probably would have contracted probably mm-hmm. HIV if I of because if because I yeah because I wasn't asking the questions. Mm-hmm. I was hooking up with anybody and everyone at at one point in time. Right. That even even folks that were HIV positive that weren't mm-hmm. undetectable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I just, I was reckless and, well, I, and I was reckless. But then beyond you hooking up with anybody and everybody, so were they, right? So it's not just a pool of 10 people. It's 10 people plus everyone that they've slept with. Yeah. And that's where we start getting the numbers mixed up and, and it kind of goes beyond our scope of vision of what we can see that's right in front of us. It's like, you're not actually having sex with just this one person. Yeah. It's their whole Sexual I, and I think that's what I guess the issue with our country and COVID is that we're very individualistic and mm-hmm. we don't think about the communal aspect of our actions. Absolutely. Which again, it doesn't say that like it's right or wrong. And I very much like I posted today is like I can control myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what I can to to practice healthy actions yeah. and, and whatever I deem to that be. Right now, when having those conversations with folks, if your healthy definitions don't align then don't sacrifice yourself yeah just to have sex with somebody yeah like be and i think that's the that's something that i've learned is that i used to just be on the terms of the other person just because i need because i felt like i needed to be with someone or have sex with somebody Mm -hmm. to build like connections and now it's like no i'm more like headstrong about my own yeah you really don't need the sex but i I had to develop Mm self-worthiness to be able to get to that that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But yeah. folks, like you can have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want, but make sure you actually want to. Like, don't let anybody pressure you. Don't let the social stigma of whatever queer community you're in yeah. dictate who you're sleeping with or how many people you have to have sex with. Like, sometimes it seems like there's a quota. Like, oh, you only had sex with X number of people. Like, yeah. no, no, no. Like, what do you, don't judge someone else. It does not matter. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of missed the days when I was able to say, <laughs> I can count the people that I have sex with in my hands. Like, yeah, 
I can no longer, I can't even use my toes anymore. Oh no. <laughs> like it's been so, it's so many. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, but I remember there was a point in time where I'd be like, oh, I've only, it's only been five. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Like, oh, now it's 10. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, now it's 20. Okay. And then you're like, I Done. don't even yeah. know. I don't yeah. even know anymore. So if someone were to ask me the question of how many people, which probably sounds bad. This is great. This is probably not, I mean, I don't no, care. I, I take ownership bad. of my, of my history. If someone were to ask me like how many people have you had sex with? I, I probably wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to even give an estimate, honestly, yeah. probably. I honestly can't regain that in my head. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, disturbing. I've I've definitely like I've counted through before, and then I'll remember it, and then it immediately like like my information. Yeah. And I initially got called out on this, or like at this point, maybe like five years ago, when someone was like, "How many people have you had sex with?" And I'm like, "Oh, seven. And then someone else in the room was like, no. <laughs> because when, eight of us are here. <laughs> it's just like, no, like when I met you three years ago, you told me the number was seven and it's been three years. Oh, and I'm no. like, I... Can't you believe I have not thought <laughs> years? Right, yeah. But like, yeah, my, yeah. my brain doesn't want to retain number. And yeah. so like whenever anyone is like, how many people have you had sex with? I, I honestly don't know. Like I could count. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to count? <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think... And maybe that's what mine is too. But I mean, to be fair, there was a point in time, maybe two years ago or at least a year span where, again, I was reckless and, and I you lose track, even even in the time frame. To me, also losing track is, and I don't know if this is like this for you, but in my mind, if I've forgotten that I've slept with you, you probably weren't that important. That's the worst. <laughs> right? I've, had that hap- I've had that happen when someone's like, I've had sex with you. I'm like, oh no. I cannot confirm or deny that we like okay so that has not happened to me but i deliberately date people that don't live in sacramento so but you have to move here i mean not have <laughs> if I'm, the shoe it fits was her, it was her choice it was her choice she got a sweet job yeah. at delta so i mean i've been thinking about lately about putting myself out there again i think we talked about this the last mm-hmm. time um i have with no success and I think I just need to put more effort. But it's like it's a constant battle of like believing that you're worthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like the challenge. So it definitely takes practice. Yeah. I will tell you that I have confidence issues when it comes to long-term relationships. Because, see how dear, how do, how do I want to word this here with everyone listening? Um, Especially with your partner next to you. Well, I think that she knows most of this, at okay. least. So that's, you know, that's good. But I have a past where I don't trust people, like, because of things that have happened in the past. And, like, I don't trust that you're going to actually put me first for that long. Or maybe I'm first right now, this yeah. month, until you get a new interest even if that interest isn't even a new girlfriend, but it could just be something else or until you get bored with me or until my depression pops up and then that's too much to handle for you. And so I always feel like a little bit guarded because once you put yourself in a position where you can get hurt, you are trusting the other person. And while I trust Ashley, there has definitely been parts, there's been uh times that i'm like oh hold on like i can feel my walls up right Mm -hmm. now and so i think i'm finally within the last maybe two years able to identify when my walls are coming up so that i can push them back down instead of someone else being like why won't you let me in and be like Mm -hmm. what are you talking about you live with me you're in right like Mm -hmm. isn't that how it works no so my block is on that higher level yeah and that also is like when I respect you enough to get to that level, even that we're on right now, that's huge for me. And then, yeah. and then for me, it's like, what do you mean? I've let you in. Yeah. Like you're in, this is in. And then that's just my own damage to deal with of no, 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 this is what trust looks like. Right. Yeah. And, and that has been a very slow, long process for me. It's taken me 15 years to learn how to trust someone else. Yeah. And I wonder if that's different. Cause I mean, like, I think, having sex with someone is a, is a sense of trust right yes and that's something that i think i'm learning to then rebuild as mm-hmm. as a mechanism to not always lead with sex because i'm just like i'm trusting i i've not taken the chance or opportunity to get to know this person to actually know that what they're telling me is true right like okay, when yep. I, you ask those questions of like what's your sti test like oh, are you hiv negative or mm-hmm. positive like you're because you're just taking them because you're just taking them for the word meeting them for the first time right 
while everything we do has its risk, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you have to be reckless, right? You can still build that time and space for someone when you do have those questions, you're not, yeah. you're not second guessing. Cause there's been a lot of times where I've been with somebody and I ask those questions and something tells me they're not telling the truth. Mm. And instead of leaving, I stay there, but trust and believe I'm not enjoying it. I'm in my head. Yeah. And that's when then other things circulate. Like I would, I would get like, you're choking the chicken, mm. which is like, you're too tight or, you know, so then that's when, then I would get offered things to like loosen up. Like poppers mm-hmm. would be like one. What I've realized is that uh, my body, if you, or if you actually pay attention to what your body's telling you, which is something I've learned is that if, if you're choking the chicken, it's because your body's telling you that you're not, you're un- not, you're not it, comfortable right? yeah. and you should probably leave. And I think that's something that I'm learning to, to listen to mm-hmm. and actually act on mm-hmm. instead of like doing the opposite of just like sniffing more poppers or whatever to to stay in this space okay so the concept of making i'm gonna put making in quotes here making your partner take a drug or a stimulant or even if it's alcohol or Mm. weed in order for them to be better able to pleasure you seems very dangerous and manipulative now i understand that 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 poppers is like a normal thing that gay relationships have or gay men Some, use. so can yeah. you explain to us what are they how do they work what are they for <laughs> so, what? Uh, so poppers or aka known as video cleaner so if, if and when you're curious about poppers when you go to a store don't look for them at target don't go be looking <laughs> for poppers they might send you to um the uh grocery aisle because there's poppers they're like grace crispy poppers or something okay. like that. <laughs> those are not for sniffing those are for eating um so they're under they're more known as video cleaner so if and like when video like vhs video yeah. cleaners yeah. okay so if and when you go to a sex shop they can't sell them as poppers so if you're curious mm. about smelling or trying them request um video cleaner okay um so basically it's an inhalant that um stimulates your mind um, and your body to loosen up okay especially like if you're gonna bottom um so it just helps with the breathing process i think so then question is it not a stimulant then if you relax is it a sedative is it i mean it's i don't know i would have to look exactly i just know that it's an inhalant okay um and that's as far as i know i i there's something in in the chemicals that you're smelling that Mm -hmm. allows you to like just loosen up so uh, because just recreationally that might sound fun i mean technically poppers were used like in in like the dance floor like okay which i still to this day there are older folks that i see when, oh we, my God. when we could go to badlands <laughs> that, that one I would guy see, that yeah. i would see sniffing and they it loosens them up and they have a good time i mean just like any other substance mm-hmm. um i think it, it it does become unhealthy when you become um um if you what's the word i'm looking for if you if it becomes dependent. a crutch dependent okay. on it right and i think that's something that i had to venture because well, I was never, intru- I was not, in- I was never, I was not introduced into poppers until I moved into, until I moved to Phoenix, which was mm-hmm. in 2013. Okay. So before that, I, well, before so that. So you were 25-ish? Uh, yeah, that's a good number. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, before, but before that I was mostly a top. Okay. So I would, I would be mostly a top. So I never needed to really inhale or mm-hmm. sniff anything to, to loosen up. Right. Um, and then I was. I was with an older gentleman and he then introduced me to that. And then he then, um, then I kind of enjoyed it. And then mm-hmm. it kind of became a thing where um, I started buying them, having them in my house. And even like in my past relationship, like I had to have them. Cause like mm-hmm. at, at some point in time I was able to have sex without him, but yeah. it just became a crutch. It becomes a thing where you just become dependent on it. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes for those folks that like don't use them or have not heard of them, I and are able to have sex successfully a kudos to you yeah b don't become dependent on them yeah um c is fine to try um and d um the dick Um, (laughs) the big d the big d um but i get that also then becomes a thing with any other recreational substances that you're then incorporating into sex is that there is a good feeling to that and then you're constantly then kind of chasing that same high and i think that's where it becomes kind of unhealthy because then you're constantly wanting to have that same feeling Mm mm-hmm um, like I, I know, um, certain people have expressed like with Molly or MDNA mm-hmm. or with, um, with ecstasy, they, they're like 
don't have sex with it because you'll you'll never feel like that again oh and you'll yeah. never be satisfied like i've heard that mm-hmm. people tell me mm-hmm. i'm not that's not that's the substance that i haven't used i've heard that as well yeah so um i mean i think we're very much in our own choices and and when i've been presented those kinds of choices again not listening to my gut i leaned into it mm-hmm. and again it's everyone's own choice and it's own you can still do whatever i think for me it's still something that i don't weed has been like one of the substances where that i don't that i can use recreationally or not and not mm-hmm. have sex with it or not okay so at least that's good but also knowing like if it's a if it's a sativa or a or a indica like also then knowing how those how those impact you or mm-hmm. whatever that's the issue is that sometimes it gets incorporated a little bit too much and then we might not know how to not depend on it and i don't know if that's ex- yeah. that goes within your, within the lesbian Again, not that you're talking on behalf of the lesbian community, but from what you've either heard or seen. Sure, sure. I had never heard of poppers until a porn video mentioned poppers. What is this? And then I looked it up because if I don't know something, I usually just Google at 1 a.m. You know, I'm like, oh, what? I mean, that's the best time, right? Was your done coming? You're like, okay, go look up poppers. 3 a.m. How much does Jesus weigh? (laughs) (laughs) And so I knew they were in the gay community. And then you made a comment about it a few weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, we have to discuss this. Like, yeah. like, what is it? What does it feel like to actually use them? Because like me seeing them in a porn video or looking them up, that that's not, that's, that's helpful. That's a baseline, but that's yeah. not a personal connection there. Now I, lesbians don't often need drugs. I think it very much depends on your lesbian community of if you're actually going to use them or not. Yeah. So Molly, weed, ecstasy, anything. Stuff, yeah. I'm not sure if this is a thing outside of LA, but at least in LA, there are lots of that um, if they weren't drunk, were not called sex. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know why? I So I once had to make a rule um, with one of my exes that we were not going to have drunk sex mm. because she fell asleep. <laughs> so she so fell that asleep. that also happens. Right, so it the, does. The, so the there's no there's no such thing as like whiskey vagina. I'm assuming. So there's whiskey. They they call it whiskey dick. Right. So you it just takes forever to come. And so if that person's drunk and you're like fuck, like I'm cramping up. You're drunk. Like and we've been going on for like 45 minutes. Like yeah. I'm bored. I'm over it. Like I'm not yeah. into this anymore. Especially if I'm like mildly tipsy. I'm like and you're not doing anything and I haven't been benefiting yet yeah. like and so there i drunk sex is not my favorite um because it can take forever and it's sloppy yeah it's fine sometimes but yeah you're it's just gonna take you forever to come yeah. some people not everyone some yeah. people are fine well and also like some people that normally are lovely people mm-hmm. they're like oh i need to have a couple drinks first and then they're like I don't mean this in like a sexual assault like way, mm. but like they're way more aggressive mm. like once they've yes. been drinking. And I think like maybe it's like, no one's ever told me this, but like me pathologizing other people that okay. I don't have firsthand knowledge <laughs> of their brains. But like, I feel like maybe it's that like they don't have the confidence or they've never been socialized mm-hmm. to be sexually forward or like yeah. the one in the one in charge, the one in control. Yeah. And so like they need, um, like they need their inhibitions lowered to- Oh, absolutely. Aggra- not the aggressive. That sounds... Is the no, no, no. To be forward or to yeah. like... Or, or to like, be just... Like, to be completely honest with mm-hmm. what you're sexual... What you are sexually attracted to mm-hmm. or what you're interested in. I mean, I, I totally can relate to that because I think um, there is... I used... I, I mean, I used... I feel like there's still some aspects of me. I But I used to be very controlled. Like, I used to be very much like tense mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. and and that i think part of the whole choking the chicken or whatever was part of that too but i think it what it the the substances became this way of like loosening it up and becoming inhibited mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which someone told me is like you're able to do that sober yeah you know like and i but i think i still haven't gone to that place but i think that is so true that you're sometimes conditioned because if if it happens mm-hmm. one time or two times or three times you're like then this is my normal and that's something yeah. that my therapist would remind me of like you've she's like in the past you've been able to have sex without substances um so i'm sure you can go back to it i just right now like i don't know because i'm not having Mm -hmm. it because i'm not interested really yeah it's um, it's a mental block right like 
And I would just urge you to practice, right? Yeah. You, just, you just keep practicing. Maybe it doesn't work. I mean, that's something like right? therapist and encourages, but it's like, it's that battle of like, do I want to have sex? Well, especially not mm-hmm. during this time and during COVID. But sure. even then, like if I'm preaching that I don't want to hook up, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't go practicing hooking up with folks. Really Correct. Time, right. So yeah. I think it's like that balance of like trying to find them. Mm-hmm. I think something that I'm very envious of and I need to touch, we need to touch on is that I don't think that y'all have to prep like, Oh. We like I may need a prep yes. depending Wait, on who I, I'm with. Before yes, so before we jump to that subject, I do want to say that this comment about needing drinks before you can go be your authentic self, I think is very much a female thing. And then we could like uh, this conversation between lesbian versus straight woman. I think would be fun to have, but. I think just women, we're scared of getting our feelings hurt. So we're scared of putting ourselves out there. But when we go to Badlands, you know, we're drinking and that's the only way we're going to go hit on someone. We're not going to hit on someone sober at noon at a park. Like that's not, we don't know how to do that. Like what? And then we're also not all of us. Some of us don't understand when someone is hitting on us. So uh, there are a lot of lesbians out there who do not know mm. when another lesbian is trying to flirt with them versus they're just a nice person. Mm. And so that creates a whole bunch of complexities. And that's something that you need to be taught by your friends. Be like, you know, she was trying to flirt with you. It's like, yeah. what? No, no. She just likes my hair. No, she likes you. Like, yeah. go talk to her. She now you have to you follow her hair. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to go follow up. Yes. The prep, prepping, prepping, not the drug. Well, the sub, yeah, not the, not the, yeah, but property may look differently between us. I think I'm sure it does. Yeah. For us, it's shaving, mm. clipping your nails, mm. brushing your teeth. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, well, Shower, which is good. You know. Yeah. So for me, at least in my experiences, depends if I'm topping or bottom. Topping, not much prepping. Mm-hmm. It's just make sure it's hard. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like going into a date, who the top and bottom are? Is that something that you can discern <sighs> I mean, on? I think it depends on the conversations you've had before. Okay. I think that if if you were upfront and saying like, "What's your preference?" Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I think a lot. I mean, at least when it comes to grinder and scruff, those preferences are already listed there, so okay. you kind of already know going into it. So you're, okay. or you're looking for it specifically. Okay. Um, but on like, but it, I, I'm because I'm weird. I'm not weird. I'm just uh, the way that I approach it is that if I am interested in you, like beyond sex, mm-hmm. I don't ask those questions. So I yeah. won't know until like later. Yeah. Um, unless it's it, unless it's a date from like Grinder or Scruff. Then. I can't imagine being in a position where I'm asking someone that I haven't even met yet. Do you like to use handcuffs in the bedroom? Right, like that. Like I'm trying to think of an equivalent. I mean, those things. I mean, for yeah, lesbians. It just depends. I mean, the certain platforms like Scruff ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like fetishes or taboos okay. or whatever, and people list what they're into. So, so it just depends on people's comfortability mm-hmm. and what they want to share. And do you think that's because those are way more geared towards sex rather than a relationship? Uh, is- I mean, yes and no. Okay. I think it just depends on what the person is looking for. Okay. So yeah. So as a top, there's not much prepping, mm-hmm. um, you know, shower, I guess. So, and, and just again, like I said, make sure that your, your dick will be hard. Yeah. Do you like, do you have to take into consideration how much you're drinking that night then? Um, I, I guess so. When I top, I mm-hmm. actually sp- I enjoy spending a lot of time eating ass. Okay, I just enjoy I enjoy, enjoy I enjoy it. It's one of my it's, I, like, it's my jam. I would have thought that that would have been an activity reserved for a bottom. Um, to eat it, yeah, no, because you want people to eat it. So as a bottom, you would enjoy it. So I think that's what has helped me be okay. verse. Being verse mm-hmm. has really helped me know how to mm-hmm. because I know what I like. Okay, so yeah. For like, but when yeah. I'm bottoming, you're conditioned to either not eat your not eat a meal before you're gonna have sex yeah um you have to douche and make sure that your booty hole is clean Mm -hmm. because there's certain folks that like there's certain tops that that care and they're like even if it's were to smell even if it's like a a little bit Mm -hmm. they're like go go clean yourself go rinse or whatever yeah like i've I've had guys be like i i don't want to come over until i know that you're that you've done done your thing yeah um, so then you're just conditioned to think that. So, but even, so then like when I went to, a, for, so being conditioned to that and then going into a relationship where my partner didn't care, mm-hmm. it's hard because you're like, oh, you don't care, but I've, I've been conditioned to care. So I'm not comfortable until 
I do yeah. this, which then kills the mood because you might be in the middle of it and you're like, oh, I, we just had Chipotle like <laughs> or whatever. Yikes. So I'm like, I don't I can't or I won't because yeah. I, you know, so the, so it's again unlearning that uh, breaking those 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 conditions because because in the in the moment, sometimes it can be such a buzzkill of like, oh, I didn't douche. And you're like, mm-hmm. you're like, well, I care. Well, and that seems like a lengthy process. I mean, it depends. Again, that's why you don't, it depends on what your last, I mean, certain folks, like mm-hmm. certain people know their bodies. There's certain things you can actually take like modium okay. AD a- or whatever okay. is really good about helping you digest or process your food whole. So it's, mm-hmm. um, so it's better to clean okay. or it stays more clean. Um, so it's like, you can do that or not eat your last meal or, or eat a salad. So there's just, mm-hmm. there's so much that goes into it. So props Yikes. for those power bottoms out there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or any person that has bought them in the past and knows this struggle, I props to you because we know how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be surprised if a top told me that there's there's a process for them to to top. Like, yeah, I don't you know, know what I mean. Like, I don't like I said when I've topped, I was just like shower, you know, maybe sure. wax, maybe. No, I mean like, I'm not. I I prefer natural, so I trim. Okay. But even then, like, I'd be surprised if someone. I mean, there's certain folks that like that say like I don't like hairy guys. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well then goodbye because <laughs> right, yeah, good luck. There's no getting rid of this. Yeah, but I'd be surprised, and I wonder if there is like if there are tops that do have to like have a process mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I would be very interested in that. And then yeah. what is your process exactly uh, on on that? And yeah, what's your mental capacity? I think also as a top, you have to be aware of your power over the other person i guess oh and yeah i mean i think again like if those power dynamics exist of being a, either a submissive or a dominant mm-hmm. then yes and that's where communication is key mm-hmm. i mean even for me like when i'm with a top that doesn't know how to have sex because mm. there's i think that's and i think that's something that does happen is yeah. that there are certain tops that don't know how to have sex because yeah. they're well, I've been with straight guys, so that's what they think. That's how it works. I'm like, yeah. well, no, like, like you can't, you can't just like jam it in there, yeah, and stab, stab, stab. <laughs> you stab. gotta like, have you, some finesse. You can't just, yeah, like you need to. I, I the more pleasurable sex that I've had has been ones that are more attentive, mm-hmm. take their time a little bit. More. I enjoy foreplay a lot, mm-hmm. like that will get you farther than just stab, stab, stab. Yeah, stab. Um, because and, if, if I feel like you're stabbing or trying to get in by stabbing, like. I'm not going to open yeah. this, this red, this sea is not going to spread apart. Well, And then also like straight guys, neither are women. Like you can't, you can't just go in there and yeah. assault us. Like that's, it takes a minute to warm up. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but even sometimes like when there, there's been guys that are just really that get off being a top and they're just yeah. huge mm-hmm. and that's, that's all they offer yeah is that they're big and they don't have any rhythm they don't know mm. how to even they then, haven't had to learn how to use their tools yeah exactly so they're just yeah so even then sometimes they're just like just sit, sitting there standing there or whatever mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do because all they have to offer is that they have a big yeah. tool. that's sad for them I mean, maybe it's not. I mean, maybe again, they're fine. But I mean, there but, are people out there that are just that are seeking that yeah. and only want that. So, so when will they learn? I don't know. It's yeah, not for it's, me. It's not for me to teach. Well, it's going to take a bottom one day to be like, "Why don't you try this?" It's going to take an honest conversation <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, so, is there any kind of health risk to douching too often? Like, is that yes, a thing? There okay. is. There is. There is the issue. There's definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And I'm also not wearing glasses anymore. So I can't <laughs> be smart. I'm just kidding. Um, yes, there are some health issues that can, that can come from constantly douching. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's like recommended that it's like if you're going to like once a week or I mean, okay. I don't I don't even know. Don't even take my word for it. But yeah. there are. And I encourage you to look into into that. And that's um, it, it could help. It could hurt with yeah. your digestion. Like you might not be able to like process food, like not process food, but you're not be able to, to like have food come out. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things. And I mean, it also depends on the, on the temperature of the water that you're mm. using to oh. douche. Like there's Imagine so many burning. Exactly. Oh. That's why it's important that you do that yeah. research of what is the healthiest way to douche. If you're going to douche. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I didn't mm. learn about douching until like more recently mm-hmm. in, in my in my sex in my sex um journey journey yeah so it's important that you do that research yeah uh that seems 
to make a lot of sense. And it's like anything you're going to put in your body, know what it is yeah. and how much you should have of it. Also, if there are any straight women listening, which I don't know if there are. I hope there are. Everyone. Well, my sister listens. There we oh, go. Hey, okay, Paige, so. if you're still with us. Paige, right. <laughs> here's a PSA just for you. And hopefully neither of our moms are still listening. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> my mom listens. I'm just you, you, if you are a lady, definitely do not douche your vagina. Get yeah. And you will wipe out all of the good back things. That's probably the same issue with gay, gay douching. It's probably that. Mm, I'm sure like that our assholes have that bacteria stuff that are good for our bodies. Yeah, like it's it's a sphincter there it's move like the, the yeah. muscle is designed to throw something through it right not not come back up yeah like women's vaginas and uterus you'll throw off the ph balance you can get infections if you douche and so it's they're like no like unless a doctor tells you to leave it alone and yeah. it's gonna fix itself yeah. And, and again, having those conversations, right? Like, I, I think my challenge will be the, the breaking of those conditions that I've had from mm -hmm. hooking up constantly. Yeah. Is like when I go into a relationship, is the being okay that I didn't, or the it's mm -hmm. okay that um, we just ate or whatever yeah. to to not. And I think that's and I think that's my issue is that I'm, I'm I think about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it just kills, it just kills. Yeah. Me. Cause you're in your head, yeah. but you're going to find a date that's going well and it's going to end up maybe better than you thought. And you weren't prepared and you're going to be like, Oh look, condoms. Great. Everything's yeah. Fine. And condoms you are know, great. Like, also help you not get dirty. Mm -hmm. I have a friend actually I have a couple, I have a friend, I have a friend um, that has been with their partner for like 20 plus years. Oh wow. Nice. And till this day mm -hmm. they practice monogamy mm -hmm. and to this day they have sex with condoms for that same reason. I mean, go for it. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Like you're still having sex. <laughs> you're still right. Yeah. Like you're still having sex. You're still having. I was that. just. I was. I was so them. like in awe. Yeah. Because it. again, it's like it's unheard of. Like for right. me, right? Because in my, in my in my environment or in my mm -hmm. bubble that I have, like don't do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it was. It was. I mean, it's out there. So that's again, awesome. don't don't um, be uh, ashamed if you still do that, mm -hmm. or if you want to, then. Yeah. vocalize that because you shouldn't you shouldn't again you shouldn't not give in to what someone's pressuring you to do unless you're really wanting to do it and it's your own choice right and then it's not so much pressure i would argue at that point but yeah. if if you're having second thoughts about really anything it's okay to say no you know it's okay yeah. and what are you concerned about that they're not going to want to see you again that's fine everyone in the long run that's fine to not have a hookup tonight. and i think that's the biggest hurdle that i think is maybe mostly for us as men at least for me for men as men mm. as men uh, sorry <laughs> it keeps i said i would not speak on behalf of everyone but i think that's the i think that's the biggest hurdle that mm -hmm. especially if we are having the sense of loneliness yeah that we rather address that and live with that a little bit longer than then tell someone it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. And again, I think the way that we see ourselves really characterizes that. Cause I have friends that will straight up tell you or have told me I'll, I'll straight up say, no, thank you. Or mm -hmm. uh, this was fine, but I'm done. Yeah. I, I, I am envious of that. Cause yeah. I, I, not that I've needed to d get to that point now, but I, there's been so many times in the past when I've had sex with, with someone or people mm -hmm. that, that I was just afraid to say, no, this doesn't feel good or no, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. I just kind of stick it out. Cause you're like, well, I'm already here. Yeah. So, um, I think hopefully as a takeaway from this conversation is that it's okay to change your mind. Oh my God. It absolutely is okay to say, no. and even have a contingency plan. I think yeah. that's something that maybe I'll incorporate next time is like if you're if you need like a ghetto a ghetto a getaway excuse mm -hmm. text your best friend tell your best friend hey i'm gonna go to this hookup yeah if i'm not feeling it i'll text you 769 or something mm -hmm. and you just call me mm -hmm. and just act like something happened yeah if you need that if you need something like that to give you the courage to get out of a situation then do that i mean i have friends that yeah. I do that for my friends at times. And there's no shame in that. Yeah. There, you know, especially if it's someone new and you're going on a date, have a contingency plan beforehand. Just be like, hey, friend, text me at 8 p.m. with some type of emergency. Yeah. And if I'm not feeling it, I'll leave. Yeah. Or, okay, so I, here's something for, for the men. Um, I don't know if you guys have this or know about this, but a lot of times in the women's restrooms of bars, They'll say, are you feeling uncomfortable on your date or with whoever you are, whatever, go to the bartender and order, you know, 
a bloody stallion, whatever, just some random drink, mm. because that is the code they will get you away from the guy. Oh. They'll bring the bouncer over. They'll just try and distract you. They'll try and pull you yeah, over. Yeah, they don't have that. At, yeah, they. I mean, mostly the restrooms at gay bars that I've seen are glory holes or uh, yeah. naked men. So they don't have, I need, yeah, yeah that's unisex. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, that's a really cool tool mm-hmm. to have. And, and it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this point as a society that we need to have a secret code to say, I think this guy might be a threat to me, Yeah, but it's also good that establishments, especially where there are alcohol, know what's up and know yeah. that this happens. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I think that, I mean, I think that should be for both. I mean, for all, oh, all, yeah. pe- all people, yeah. right? Because- you never know. That's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And and I think it's specifically in the women's bathrooms because if the men know that a bloody stallion isn't a real drink, right. <laughs> you're going to get the backhand. Yeah. Right. Um, so what else do we need to talk about? It's like two hours or, long. I know. So I'm going to cut this into two episodes. Sounds good. So I will, we're at two hours now, pretty Jesus. much exactly just yeah. chatting away. And I think we could go on and on and I'm sure we will. I would love to get you here like with some of the other gay guys or like some lesbians who are used to dating apps and just kind of see like what is the difference yeah, beyond I mean, yeah. just us three. I, yeah. I mean, cause I think different approaches for different mm-hmm. folks is. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That was a, that's not a word. Um, and it, even, I think even for myself, like I'm in a different journey in how mm-hmm. I'm navigating it where other people can navigate apps in a different way because oh yeah because they don't have um um we're all at a different journey yeah we're all in we're all at a different location and that's and that's really fine that's how we're supposed to be moving through life it would be boring if we were all at the same place yeah and i and i think for me most importantly for this conversation today is like for those especially for our um you know our queer people of color especially Mm -hmm. those men that that you we feel like all you can offer is sex is i'm here to tell you that you have more than just that. Yeah. You have a beautiful mind, a beautiful soul. And yes, you have. You may have a beautiful body too. And just recognize that you have all these pieces that you can yeah. offer someone and you shouldn't just, And I mean, unless you want to, um, that you're able to offer yourself in all ways, not just in one way. Because yeah. I think you might find, and what I, I think the challenge, I think the struggle has been is that um, I'm finding myself having to like unlearn a lot of things that mm-hmm. I wish I would have just known from the get go. Yeah. Again, I'm here because of all those experiences. I just know that I would probably be at a healthier place sometimes mm-hmm. if I if I would have known differently. So I'm here to tell you that it's you're not alone if you feel that way. Yeah. Um, and if you find yourself at a crossroads where you're like a, you're tired of offering yourself as just for sex, then reach out to friends or mm-hmm. reach out to a therapist or reach out to people that that can. Um, listen to you unconditionally and without judgment to be able to kind of start processing that because um, you're more than just that. And I think everyone is more than just sex and it would be a disservice if I didn't say that. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, every person out there has so much to offer. It's never just one thing, not ever. And no matter what your thing is, you have so much more than that. So much more. Okay, so I kind of shared a takeaway from today's conversation. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering what y'all had as like a takeaway or something you would want people to hear, at least if they, they just forward it to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the good part. My takeaway would be that sex education in the United States needs to be reformed to include actual information about sex. True. And- yep. Snaps. And also that lesbian safe sex is a thing. And if you need more information on that, uh, go to our show notes and we'll link some resources for you. Yeah, definitely. So my takeaways are that you should never feel pressured to do something that you want to do. And if you are feeling pressured, that probably is not the safest space for you to be. But also on the flip side, don't be afraid to try new things if you feel like you're in a safe environment, because it's only through trying new things that you figure out what you actually like. And we all have questions that the opposite sex or a different sexuality, a different gender can answer. And it's still kind of taboo, but I think it's getting better. And try and just loosen that fabric in your friends group or else, I mean, I guess Jose could do it for you. Yeah, please reach out. (laughs) Yeah. My biggest encouragement along with what I shared earlier is that if you want to try something, do it with a sober mind. Yes. That way then you are actually being present and you can actually 
explore if you actually enjoy it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's something that if you're curious about certain things, find someone to try it out with. But again, try it with a sober mind. I yeah, I agree with that. All right, all right. Thank you for listening. Thank Follow you, us on Facebook, Instagram at Out to Adult. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. We've laughed, we've cried, we've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Oh, to. Adults.